Okay, good morning, everybody. The topic this morning is Hallel. I'd like to explore the origins of one of the most powerful praises that we sing throughout the year. Where does it come from? When does it apply? When is there an actual obligation to say Hallel? And when is it based on, uh, on Minig Ba'alma? And when is it only a custom? So let's go to the Gemara in Erech and Yud. This is one of the main places in Shas where we speak about the obligation of Hallel. Rav Yochanan Mishim, Rav Shim Bayot Sadok, Shmona Eser Yamim, Sheyachid Gomer Behem Esahala. There are 18 days of the year where even an individual will say the entire Hallel with a bracha. What are those 18 days? Shmoni Yimeachad, eight days of Sukkis, Shmoni Yimeachanakah, the eight days of Chanakah, Yantif Rishon Shel Pesach, the first day of Pesach, and Yantif Shel and Shavuos. So eight days of Sukkis, eight days of Chanakah, first day of Pesach, and first day of Shavuos. Hence, we have 18 days. Begola, and outside Eretz Yisrael, Esrim Ve'echad, we say it 21 days because we have two days of Pesach instead of one day in the beginning. We have two days of Shavuos, and we add another day on to Sukkot. So altogether, 21 days where we say the entire Hallel. So the Gemara is bothered by the famous question, why is it that on Sukkot we say the entire Hallel every day, but on Pesach we don't? Now we're on to Yud Amin Beis. Gemara answers, Every day we have different carbonos. The Pesach, but on Pesach, we bring the same carbonos, and therefore it's not viewed as a new yontif. Sukkis every day, because we have a different number of carbonos, it's a new yontif, so we say the entire Hallel in contrast to Pesach. Okay, the Gemara says, How about Shabbos? Why don't we sing Hallel on Shabbos? We also have a special carbon for Shabbos. So there the Gemara says, Lo ikri moed. Shabbos is not considered a moed. It's not a holiday. So it sounds like in order to say Hallel, you have to be a moed. Okay, Rosh Chodesh to ikri moed. Rosh Chodesh is called a moed. That's based on the Gemara in Tainus. Lema. So why don't we say Hallel on Rosh Chodesh? You're probably thinking, I think, I think we do, right? <laughs> but the Gemara is saying, we don't have any obligation to say Hallel and Rosh Chodesh. Why not? If it is called the Yantif. So the answer is, Lo Iktish Basias Malacha. Because there's no Isr Malacha. You're allowed to do Malacha and Rosh Chodesh. So it seems like from the Gemara, the only time you have an obligation of saying Hallel is when you have two factors. You're Ikri Moed, right? You're established as a Yantif, and... There's an Isr Malacha. Famous question, Rosh Hashanah v'yom kippurim, de'ikru moed, ve'ikdush basiyas malacha lema. Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we have both factors. They're called the moed, it's a yantif, and there is an Isr Malacha. So why don't we say halal, Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur? So, Mishim Rabbi Avod, Amr Avo, Amr Malachay, Sharis, Levne, Kadesh, Barcho, Goroshalolam, Bibne, Mayan, Yisrael, Omrim, Shir, Lefanecha, Brashashanim, Kiporim. The Malachim had the same question, 
and they were asking Hashem, why doesn't Klal Yisrael sing Shira? Hashem said back, Is it possible that the king of the universe is sitting on the Kisei Shodin with the book of life and the book of death open in front of him? And the Klal Yisrael is singing Shira in front of me? Meaning to say that there's so much ema, there's so much awe, it's, it's not appropriate to be singing Hallel. Which is really a whole discussion unto itself, because we do know, like the Torah tells us, that we're supposed to go into Rosh Hashanah with a sense of simcha and bitachon and confidence that the din's going to work out well for ourselves and for Klal Yisrael. So it's a longer discussion, but at least regarding Hallel, the Gemara seems to be saying, how could he say Hallel at a time like this? The bottom Tosas does note, he says... The, the question of the Mulachim, they weren't saying, why don't we sing Shira? Why is there no Halal said at all? Their only question was, why don't Klal Yisrael say Shira? Tosa says, that the Mulachim are singing Shira on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. <coughs> so it's an amazing uh, analogy or an amazing picture that we're, we're standing here and we're davening. We don't say halal because for us, in our particular situation, it would be inappropriate. But uh, the malachim are singing shira. Okay. Now we have the question, Hanukkah. How about Hanukkah? That's not a moed. Right? It's not officially a holiday. And there's no iser malacha. So why do we say halal in Hanukkah? As the Gemara says, Mishum Nisa, because of the great miracle. That's why. Because of the great miracle. So now it sounds like we have two potential reasons why you'd be obligated to say halal. Either because you have a moed with an iser malacha, or because a great miracle happened. Next obvious question is, Purim, Dikanisa Purim, there was also a wonderful miracle, why don't we say halal and Purim? So we know the Gemara has three famous answers we saw in the Gemara Megillah as well. First answer is, because you don't say Shira on a nace that happened outside of Eretz Yisrael. Purim was in Bovel, Parosumadai, you don't say Halal for that. Hanukkah took place in Eretz Yisrael. Second answer is, Kriyoso Zuhim Halila, that the reading of the Megillah that itself is considered like saying the Halal. And the third answer is, because although Baruch Hashem, we were freed, or at least we were no longer under the threat of death, but we were still under the subjugation of, of Ahasuerosh. Right? So you can't say Hallel. Those are three reasons why you can't say Hallel on Purim. But what comes out is, if it's a Yantif with an Isra Malacha, or there was a great miracle that happened, then we would say Hallel. So Tosos points out, it's pretty clear from this whole discussion, that we don't say halal on Rosh Chodesh. The problem is we do. Satosus writes, must be that the, the saying halal on Rosh Chodesh is a minnag ba'alma. It's a custom. But it's not an obligation like the other 18 days mentioned. Okay, so if it's only a minnag, do you say a bracha? Generally speaking, if something is only a custom, would you say the bracha of 
Asher Kedishonu B'mitzvosa Vitzivanu on this minig. That's a logic would dictate. You can't do that. If you, right? What category is that bracha? We have three categories of brachos. Brachas Hanenin, you make before enjoying something. Brachas HaShevach, when you're praising Hashem, like Asher Yatzar. And we have Brachas HaMitzvos. So the idea of a Brachas HaMitzvah, where it's thank you for giving me this commandment, to say that before doing something I'm not commanded to do, doesn't sound like it makes so much sense, right? We say it in the Rabbanas. So we, we do say it in the Rabbanas, as the Gemara in Shabbos, where if it's a din de rice or even a din de rabbanan, you're allowed to say vitzivanu, because lo saser, that even a din de rabbanan, even if it's not directly from Hashem, Hashem did tell us, listen to the rabbis, so by fulfilling this mitzvah de rabbanan, I'm listening to the pasuk of lo saser. But if there's no obligation whatsoever, how do you make a bracha? <coughs> Not a mitzvah deraisa, but that's actually the context of the Gemara and Shabbos where it says, because it's a mitzvah derabanan, you would still say a sher kedishana be mitzvosa So it's the same, it's what you're saying now. Right. But over here, there's not even a mitzvah derabanan to say halal and rosh chodesh. It's a custom. However, Tosva says, according to the Rebbein Tam, did sarich levarech, you still have to make a bracha. What's the rationale? So look at the very bottom of Tosva's. He says it should be similar to the idea of women making brachos when they're doing a positive time-bound mitzvah. We know that women are putter from doing a positive time-bound mitzvah. However, if they choose to shake lulav and esrog, if they choose to sit in the sukkah, then at least according to the Ramah and Simon Yud Zayin, and this is Ashkenazi practice, then they do say a bracha. Tosa says, Me'achah so too with Rosh Chodesh, once we've established this as a custom, so then it's not a wasted bracha, just like Noshim Mavarchos on Atilas Lulav, She'eno Levatala, just like women who make a bracha on a time bound positive mitzvah, that's not considered a bracha Levatala, Afal Pisha Peturos, even though they're officially exempt. They're allowed to do so, and if they do the mitzvah, they're being Mekayim the, the mitzvah. So that's the opinion of the Rebbein saying Halel and Rosh Chodesh is a minig ba'alma, it's a custom, but we say brachos on customs, as long as it's something that we've taken on and now it's somewhat universally accepted. That's the comparison to women, that's, they're not doing that, they're doing an actual mitzvah. So so. That happens to be a wonderful question. Right? The, the logic of Tosfos needs a lot of research, a lot, a lot of analysis, because, for example, Right, the whole idea of women saying a bracha on a time-bound positive mitzvah. If you look on page 5, just for a moment. So this is the Simon Yud Zion, about who's obligated in wearing tzitzis. So we know that Nashim, women are potter, mipnei shehi mitzvah seishaz mangrama, because a positive time-bound mitzvah. However, the Ramah says, if they would like to wear a talis, then they're allowed to do so, and they would make a bracha. He does conclude that ach kiyura, it looks arrogant because it has not been the established custom in Kal Yisrael, and therefore don't do it. 
But his basic philosophy is, if you're doing a time-bound positive mitzvah, you say a bracha. The, the Mishnah Brewer explains in Sifkat and Dalid, Levarech alav, Da'af mishe'enu mitzvah osa, yesh lo schar. Because generally, even if I don't have the obligation to do something, and I choose to do it, so I have schar, I get reward for doing so. V'shayich lomar vitzivanu, and they could still say, Vitzivanu kevan sha'anashim nitztavu. Since men have this as a real obligation, gam heim yeshlehem schar, if they choose to do the mitzvah that men have, they would also receive reward. So, according to, to that logic, it's hard to hear why this would apply to something like Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh, nobody has the mitzvah, no one has the chiyuv to say Rosh Chodesh and Halel. Yet, Tosus is making that comparison. He's saying that if, we, if we've taken it on, it becomes somewhat of an obligation, and we could still say vitzivanu. Okay. Definitely requires more, more ian. But that's the opinion of the Rebbein There's a Gemara Psachim that seems to be focusing on one of the two reasons why there would be an obligation of saying halal. And it tells us the, the evolution or the origins of, of the mitzvah. It was the Nevi'im. It goes all the way back to the times of the prophets that they established saying Halal for Yisrael when that we should say it after experiencing some kind of tzara or going through a hard or difficult time and then once Baruch Hashem we have a geula we're freed from that situation, then we would say Hallel over that redemption. And Rashi adds in two words, the last two words of Rashi, Kagon Hanukkah. Just like Hanukkah. So in case you're looking for an example of a situation where Klal Yisrael was going through its sorrow, and then Baruch Hashem, things worked out, and therefore we say Hallel, Hanukkah is the example. Okay. So there's a, there's a famous question that was posed to the Chida. There was a particular village, and they were going through some kind of tzara, and non-Jews were coming in, and their lives were really at risk. And then Baruch Hashem, right? They were Zohar for Nisim, and they made it out alive. So the question was, can we say halal? Right? Every day, on this, every year on this day, Maybe we should say halal. It was a special nice that happened to our community. The truth is, parenthetically, we, we've spoken about this before. There's a beautiful piece at the end of the Chai Adam, where he speaks about his own life, and there was a massive fire where he was living. And I think he writes his daughter was, was killed, and his wife was badly injured. But every day, you know, because of the nisan that took place, they make it a special personal yontif. So the idea of having like a personal yontif, that we find in many sources if it's personal for an individual, for a family, or a community, and you have a sudas hoda or a sudas mitzvah, that's beautiful. The question, though, is when it comes to saying halal, there's a different Gemara in Psachim that tells us if you say halal too often, it's almost a disrespect for the, the, the majesty of the bracha. Right? Don't make it too, uh, too much of a habit. So that was the question posed to the Chida, are we allowed to say halal based on our, our personal... Yeshua. So he quotes this Gemara Psachim on Kuf Yud Zayin, and he says, it seems to me, 
only time you would say Hallel for a miracle is when there's a national miracle that takes place. What's my proof? My proof is Rashi. Why did Rashi have to say Kamo Hanukkah? Just like Hanukkah. Sadly, right, unfortunately, you could look at any generation of the Jewish people anywhere in the world and you could find many, many situations where we were about to be killed and Baruch Hashem, there was an ace. What does it mean, Kigon Hanukkah? So says the Chida, it must mean that Rashi is telling us it needs to be a tzara on all of Kalal Yisrael, even though not all the Jewish people were in Eretz Yisrael during Hanukkah, but that was, so to speak, the, the center of Kalal Yisrael, when it's a, of, of a universal magnitude, then you would say Hallel. But for a personal Yeshua, or even for a, a community, then you would not. That's the Pesach of Mechidah. Okay, so what comes out here is we have two reasons why we say Hallel, either if it's a Moed with an Isra Malacha, or there's a national miracle that took place. Why don't we say the full Hallel the last days of Pesach, so the Gemara said, because it's the same Karbanos every day of Pesach, it's not a new Yantif. Comes along the Beis Yosef, and the Beis Yosef quotes a different reason, and this reason is probably more well known, but you will not find it in Shas, it comes from a Chazal, a Medrash. Beis Yosef says, why is it that we don't say the entire Hallel the last days of Pesach? Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us, Masa Yadai Tovin Bayam, Vatem Omrim Shira. How, how can you say the entire Hallel? Do you know how many thousands and thousands of Egyptians were killed that day? You can't say Hallel when there is a loss of human life. That's the reason why you don't say the complete Hallel. So what's a little bit strange is, why is the Beis Yosef bringing a different reason from a Midrashic source when the Gemara Erechen says explicitly, we don't say the complete halal because we don't have different karbanos. Good question, no? We sing Shira. What's that? We sing Shira. Do we sing Shira? Then we sing Shira for this reason. Well, so it happens to be that Aaron Cutler has a famous piece on that. He says it's true that the Malachim were not allowed to sing because people died, but Klal Yisrael needed to beautiful psychological insight. We were the ones who experienced the Yeshua, and therefore, in order to really tap into those emotions, we had to sing Shira to bring it out. That was a necessity. But now, going back, or going ahead, years later, for us to sing Shira based on that miracle, Beis Yosef is quoting a Chazal telling us, that's just not sensitive. People died. Um, They did... Good question. Didn't people die in Hanukkah? One of the major nisim, if not the major nis, is the fact that we, we killed them, right? We beat them in the milchama. That might even be more so because we actively killed them as opposed to them drowning on their own. It's a good question. You could also ask from Pesach, right? Many, many Mitzrim died in Pesach and Makas Bechoros. Good questions. Let's take a look here at the Mishnah of Aaron. This is a piece from Aaron Cutler. Let's see what he says. He's bothered by this issue as to why the Beis Yosef needs to bring a different reason than the Gemara. And he says as follows. He says, we know there are two reasons why you'd have to say Hallel, either because it's a Moed with an Isr Malacha or of a universal miracle. When it comes to the seventh day of Pesach, really, you should have both reasons. It's a Moed, it's a Yontif with an Isr Malacha, 
And there was an awesome miracle that took place, arguably the greatest miracle of all time, the splitting of the Yamsuf. So there are two different reasons why potentially we, we should be chayib to say halal. So he explains as follows. The Gemara, when it says that it doesn't have different karbanos, that's explaining why, why is the yantif aspect of Pesach not enough to say halal? To that the Gemara is answering, because it's not really a new yantif. You only say halal when it's a new yantif. If it has the same karbanos, it's not really his chadshus. It's not a new yantif. Okay, but that wouldn't answer why you wouldn't say halal based on the miracle that happened. There was an awesome miracle. So that's why the base Yosef needs to bring in the Midrashic source. The base Yosef is saying, Mitzad, the miracle, you also would not say halal because there were so many Egyptians that died, that would be insensitive. So really the Gemara and the Chazal the Beis Yosef brings are addressing two separate questions. The Gemara is saying why you don't say Hallel because of the Yontif, and the Beis Yosef is explaining why we don't say Hallel based on the miracle. According to the Beis Yosef's reasoning, that wouldn't explain why you don't say the entire Hallel Cholamoi. That only explains Shvi Yishel Pesach. But according to the Gemara's reasoning, it makes sense. Cholamoi is not a new Yontif. And that's what Aaron Cutler says. Right? Beautiful pshat. Uh, and Elisa's question is, when it comes to Hanukkah, if we're only saying it because of the nace, and many people died then, why doesn't that same hashkafa apply? Good question. Good question. All right, so but the one thing we did establish is that Rosh Chodesh is not obligatory. It's a custom, and according to the Rebbein you would still make a bracha. What's that? Yes, the Gemara has that question. Basically, it's only once we entered Eretz Yisrael, then we, we have this new principle that a nace that occurs outside of Eretz Yisrael is no longer so, uh, so chashiv. But Kriyas Yamsus is before he went into Eretz Yisrael. So the question is like this, where does the Midah come from? Right? Why did we establish this custom if it's not really an obligation? So there's a beautiful Aron HaShulchan. This is page four in the top. Where he first quotes from a base Yosef, uh, who brings a remez, an allusion from Tehillim. But I want to jump to his own answer. The Aron HaShulchan writes, Iker hatam nira. The main reason to me seems, halavana nira remez The renewal of the moon is a remez, it's really an allusion to our situation as the Jewish people. Like we say in the Berchas Levana. Therefore, we view Rosh Chodesh as some level of salvation. And that's why the custom developed to say Halal. So it sounds like he's saying the whole idea of the moon waxing and waning when it begins to wax again, and you see that little crescent of the Levana, and it's growing, that's being merames to us, that's alluding to the fact that although we do go through challenges as a nation, and we do have hard times, and there are points in the month where you can't even see the moon, it's mamish, totally dark, there's always this promise of renewal. So when we see the Levana again for the first time, we, we feel that, we, we almost take that message to heart, and have a sense of bitachon, that Hashem is there with us, that's why we say hala Rosh Chodesh. Beautiful shot. 
So Cholamod Pesach as to why we... Good question. Ayin Sham Vaduk. Good question. Yes. Yeah, he was bothered by where does the minute come from? So his answer is because every time we see the renewal of the moon, that's supposed to be a symbol of the renewal of Klal Yisrael. And because we have that, that sense of, of bitachon and, and simcha, that okay, this is, this is alluding to us that we're going to have a new hischadshus, a new feeling of a, you know, a brighter future, that's why we say hello. Then he goes on to quote from a halachic perspective, do you make a bracha or not? So he quotes the Rebbeinatam that we saw together, you do make a bracha. He quotes the Rambam who says, you do not make a bracha because you don't make a bracha of a sher kiddushanu b'mitzvosa vitzivonu on a minig. And then he quotes a third opinion of the Rif, who basically makes a distinction that if you're b'tzibor, if you're together with the, the congregation, then you do say a bracha. If you're b'yachid, if you're by yourself, you would not say a bracha. Now the riff comes from a Gemara in Tainus. We're not going to explore that opinion too well. I'm not going to have time for that now. But the, the Mechaber and the Shulchan Aruch and Tav Chav Beis, he paskins like the Rambam. And he says the minig is that if you're by yourself or even if you're in Shul, it's true you do say the abridged Halel and Rosh Chodesh. However, you do not make a bracha, period. That is the opinion of the Mechaber, which is based on the Rambam. The Ramak comes along and says, Yesh Omrim Degam Yachid Mevarech Elav. Right? Classically, the Ramak is following the sheet of the Balei Tosvos that even an individual would make the bracha on Halel Rosh Chodesh. What's the machlokis? What's the debate here between the Mechaber and the Ramak? So the Mishnah Baruch explains, Machlokis is, would you make a bracha on a minig? The Mechaber is telling us no, and there are sources for that. There's a famous Gemara in Sukkah that speaks about the custom of the Arava, of taking the Arava. So there the Gemara says it's, it's either Yisod Nevi'im or it's a Minag Nevi'im, which means either the Nevi'im established it as, a, as an obligation or they just created the custom. And the Gemara explains if it's only a Minag Nevi'im, which we assume it is, then you wouldn't make a bracha because you don't make a bracha on a Minag. So that's kind of the source of the Rambam. So to here, Rosh Chodesh, you're not going to make a bracha. But the Ramah seems to be of the opinion that here, this particular custom, you do make a bracha. So we're going to have to see what exactly that machlokis is. But that's the structure of it. The uh, question, though, is that the Machaber himself doesn't seem to be consistent. Hanukkah time, we know there's a mitzvah to light in your home. Is there also mitzvah to light in shul? Or if you're going to have a big carnival or a concert, is there a mitzvah to light at a public gathering? Answer is no. There's no obligation to do so, and therefore, you would assume to say a bracha if you're lighting anywhere outside the house would be a bracha levatala. However, we know that in shul, we do set up the menorah in a particular way by the south, and uh, we light the candles and we say a bracha. So where does that come from? So that's a mechaber. Right? The Shulchan Aruch tells us, this is on page 5, Tafresh Ayin Aleph. He says, Basic Knesset Manichu Bekosodrom, Madlikin Umavarchin. We light it and we say the brachos with Basic Knesset, 
Mishum Pursume Nisa. Because we want to spread the miracle. That's the whole Ashkaf of lighting candles in the first place. So explains the Mishnah Berah, after the base Knesses who rock Minhaga, even though lighting in shul is only a custom, because the real obligation is in the home, we still make a bracha, just like we do for halal and rosh chodesh, that's only a custom, and you make a bracha over there, so too lighting the menorah in shul, it's only a custom, but you make a bracha. Beautiful. What's problematic about this? What's the Mechaber's view of Rosh Chodesh? You don't make a bracha. Why don't you make a bracha? It's only a custom. You can't say vitzi vanu on a custom. But yet when it comes to lighting the menorah, the Mechaber's paskating, we light the menorah in shul, you make a bracha, and the reason is, explains the Mishnah Burah, because you make brachas on customs. So it sounds like a pretty, pretty strong contradiction. You appreciate the question? Okay. So, uh, same type of. Uh, you mentioned that for Hanukkah candles, it's a last to spread the, the maze. And we do that by lighting the candle, but the mitzvah is to spread the maze. So, the mitzvah is, I guess it depends how you define it. The, the technical obligation is lighting candles in your home, right? Ner Ishu Beso. The reason for that mitzvah is Pursume Nisa. So, it sounds like. We want to spread that miracle as much as possible. And therefore, in shul, we're going to light the menorah also. But it's not really the fulfillment of the mitzvah. The technical mitzvah is, ner ishu beso, only in your home. So why do we do it in shul? It's because of a custom. If it's only a custom, I would understand according to the Ramah why, why you would make a bracha. But in the Mechaber's world, why do you make a bracha? So the Ber Hetiv just has one line. He says, take a look at the Chacham Tzvi. The question of the Chacham Tzvi on the Mechaber. So what's his question? His question is this contradiction, right? How in the world do you explain this? What's interesting, though, is that when the Ber Hetiv quotes the Chacham Tzvi, he says, take a look over there. Tama means he was really bothered by this. What does the Chacham Tzvi say? Kitsas <laughs> kasha. I have a small question. <laughs> so I'm not sure how that works. It almost sounds like the Berhetiv liked the question more than the Chacham Tzvi did. But. So, so what do you do when you have a contradiction like this? What most people would do is take out the Persume Nisa card. Right? You could always answer things based on Persume Nisa is special. Hanukkah is about Persume Nisa. Maybe it's so special, therefore you make a bracha even on a custom because you're spreading the, uh, the nais. What's that? Does that add but maybe you could argue that the whole minig has more of a of a chashivas to it because it's persuminisa. It, it's a vague svara, but one could potentially say such a thing, and we do find in the tshuva of the rivash a similar idea. The rivash, speaking about the concept of making brachos am benhagim. He says that the, uh, the reason why we light in shul is because we can no longer fulfill the mitzvah pursue nisa in the most ideal way. We, we don't light menorahs outside anymore, at least in Chutz Laretz, and therefore we're only limited to spreading the miracle within B'nai Beso amongst the family. So we wanted to find a different way of, of spreading the, the nais. That's why we light in shul. 
minag, even though generally you would not make a bracha on a custom. Zehu That's by a light minag. That was helpful, right, Doctor? Right? <laughs> That's by a minag kal. Kamo minag shalarava, like the minag of the arava. She'eno elechavata ba'almon. That's just like banging some leaves. You're not going to make a bracha on that kind of minag. Avol bezeh. But this, shehu persulifarseim hanes, bebeisa kenesis berabim. This is to spread the, the knowledge of the miracle in the base kenesis. Then mevarchan alavavada, you make a bracha on that. Just like we make a bracha on Hallel and Rosh Chodesh, according to the Rabbeinu Tam. But that's not Persuminism. So he's pulling out the Persuminism card and then comparing it to Hallel, which doesn't have Persuminism. Right, so he's pulling out the Persuminism card and then he's comparing it to Hallel, according to the Rabbeinu Tam, which even structurally it sounds like he's lining himself up with the Rabbeinu Tam, and therefore that's not going to be a sufficient answer for the Mechaber, who's going with the Rambam. It sounds like, and although he's not really specifying what that distinction is, it sounds like he's saying, listen, there are different levels of minhagim. Okay? If it's, if it's a minhagal, however you define that, then you wouldn't make a bracha, and that's what the Gemara and Sukkah is talking about with the Rava. But if it's a minhag like Persume Nisa, or something like Rosh Chodesh, then you make a bracha. But it's not going to help for the Mechaber himself. So how do we understand the world of Maran Beit Yosef. So, Baruch Hashem, we have the tshuva of the Mincha Shlomo, Rav Shlomo Zaman Arabach, and he makes the following distinction. He says, really, you, you could categorize minhagim in two different ways. There's a minhag where the whole thing is based on custom. That maybe the only time you find this debate between the Rebbeinu Tam and the Rambam and the Machaber and the Ramah as to whether or not you make a bracha on a minag is only in a case where this is intrinsically a custom. Like Halal and Rosh Chodesh. There is no real obligation. The whole thing was a minig. Why do we have the minig? So we have different reasons. The Archa Shulchan said because of the Rebbe's of the Chiddush of Levana. Masha'ain kain ben Ner in contrast to Ner Hanukkah. Sharekol Adam Mukhuyev Badlakas Ner Hanukkah Beso. Everyone has the obligation on Hanukkah to light the menorah in his house. When we extend this to light in the shul, it's Ki'ilu Herchivu es Pirsum Hanais, Meha Bayas Gamla Basikanasis. We're almost like expanding that 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 idea of Persuma Hanais from the home to the shul. But it's not like starting a whole new custom. It's expanding upon a pre-existing obligation. B'chiyai gavna, says Shlomo Zaman Arabach, in a situation like this, everybody would agree, even the Rambam, even the Mechaber, that you make a bracha. So if it's a custom that is really an expansion of an obligation, so even though you still don't officially have to do this, but we view it with more severity. Mitzvah, Hadlakas Neris, Rebesa, was Persume Nisa, and we're just pushing that into the shul as well. That level, Minig, everyone agrees you make a bracha. The whole debate between the Rambam and the Minatam and the Machaber and the Ramah would be if it's a custom like saying Halal and Rosh Chodesh. I'm not ex- there's no obligation on Rosh Chodesh whatsoever to say Halal. 
We're doing it because we, it's a nice thing to do for whatever the time was. There you have a machlokis. The machaber would say you cannot say a sher kedishanam mitzvosav. And the Ramah held, listen, as long as it's universally accepted, similar to women doing a mitzvah say shahazman grama, which still needs more analysis, but is similar hashkafa, if you're doing it, you say a bracha. Does that apply maybe to women doing a mitzvah say shahazman grama? That what? Then women are just expanding the mitzvah. There's a mitzvah everybody else is doing, yes, mitzvah. So why would the machaber say that they don't make brachas on that? Good question, right? According to the machaber, in the world of the Shlomo Zaman Arbach, where the Mechaber would agree, you say a bracha on a custom if it's expanding or it's, it's just you know, bringing into a different area the real obligation, why would he say that women would not say a bracha? He kind of said both things together. There was expansion and the Prasumenisa. I mean, if a woman puts on a talus, it's not necessarily Prasumenisa as well. Right, but I think there might be a more basic distinction that by women, they're not, they're not a bar chiyuva. They don't have the mitzvah at all. <clears throat> Needs more thought, but it's a good question. Let's just finish off with a few halacha lemaisa points. First, the question, yes. I, I'm just curious. Isn't there an in of um, women not doing work on Rosh Hashanah? And couldn't that update the status of Rosh Hashanah too? So it's a good question. Yes, the Mechaber does quote that custom in the very beginning, but it's only a custom. It's a custom that women don't do malacha because it's a special yontif for nashim because they weren't involved with the, with the chayta egel. It's, it's a special yontif, and the Gemara says it is called a yontif, but there's no iser malacha. Okay. Right? There's no real restriction against doing malacha. How does the Luchashlama fit into the riff? Earlier, who says that in Sibor you say bracha, but the yachid you don't say bracha. Right, so the truth is the riff, that third opinion quoted in the Mechaber, needs a shear unto itself. Because it's kind of like, if you hold you don't say a bracha on a minig, then you would hold like the Rambam. If you hold you do say a bracha on a minig, you'd hold like the Rebbein So the riff's coming in with this middle ground, but Sibur, yes, Biyache, no. A different time. However, the Ramah, Paskin, Talacha, the Maisa, even an individual saying halal by yourself without a minion, you would still say with a bracha. However, he says, to at least be Mekayim, the opinion of the Rif, try as much as possible to say Halal together with a minion. And that would mean as follows. If you're running late, and you get in the shul, as they're about to start Halal, then you should join in with them right there and then. Say Halal together with the Tzibor, and then dive in your own personal tefillah later. Because as much as you can say it together with the Tzibor, the Ramah tells us that's better. So... The, uh, the way it's mentioned here in Tavchaf Beis, it sounds like it's more of a Rosh Chodesh idea, because on, uh, on Hanukkah, for example, that's a real obligation, but the truth is in Tav Peches, where he speaks about this also, it's clear that even for an obligatory Hallel, you would still say Hallel first together with the Tzibor, and then do your own davening after. One other interesting Navkamina would be at a Shiva home. Um, in Yeridea, Shinai, and Vav, which we spoke about last week a little bit, that simon. So the Pischei Tshuva says, and the, uh, the Mechaber, the Mishnah Bura quotes this also in Kuflam and Beis, that you don't say Hallel in the home of an Avon. However, it depends what kind of Hallel. If it's Hallel of Rosh Chodesh, which is only a custom, 
then even when you leave the base, the base oval, you would not say it by yourself, there's no need for it. But if it's halal of Hanukkah, where it's a real chiyuv, then when you leave the base oval, you would say it by yourself. That's one other nafkamina. Okay, have a wonderful day, everybody. Thank <laughs> you.